Hi! Hello! Welcome! Well, have you heard the good news about the new turtle? Ooh! <laughs> there's a there's a new turtle. I I can't <laughs> wait to hear more about this. Um, um hang on. I am Kat or Dylan and I use they them pronouns. I'm Sophia. Um just that one name and I use sheer pronouns. <laughs> I had a moment where I was like, wait a second, do I have a different one? Um, do I have a backup I guess name? So- I guess Sophie. I guess some people call me Sophie. I had a professor. It's like, my friends call me, I have friends who call me Sophie, not you, because, I don't know, you've known me for a long time. Yeah. But I have, like, I have friends who will call me Sophie, um, and I always think of it as something informal. Mm-hmm. But I have a, I had a professor once who is a professor you know those professors who you're very you you love them they're amazing but you're very intimidated by them because they're so freaking smart Mm -hmm. i had one of those professors only call me sophie and it threw me off every single time in class they were she would be like sophie you had something you wanted to say and he'd be like oh me yeah (laughs) um in my mind the only person who calls you Sophie is your brother when he wants something from you. Because that's, that's like an old, old uh, holdout from our childhood in my yeah. head. Whenever your brother was trying to get you to do something for him or like asking you to borrow something, he'd always call you Sophie. Interesting. I don't know if I ever picked up on that. Hmm. I'm going to have to go confront, confront him once he's done I don't work. know that he did that. On purpose. I think it was more like he was like trying to be like extra friendly. So he'd be like, Mm. Sophie. Gotcha. Anyway, so the new turtle. Mm -hmm. He's a new, fun, flat turtle. Um, A squished boy. If you just look up, if you go on your computer or phone and you Google new turtle, he will pop up. Um... And I saw this. I'm a member of a Facebook page. Uh, I'm a member of the Wild Green Green Memes for Ecological Fiends Facebook page. He's so and flat. He's very flat. Um, new species of the Mata Mata turtle. Um, and he's. we were going to be recording yesterday, and I saw this yesterday afternoon, and I was like, I'm so happy we didn't record yesterday, because now... I can talk about this very fun, strange, flat turtle. I've been doing Um, this thing all week where I don't know what day it is. Or, like, I made plans at some point in the past, and I put them in my calendar on the wrong days. Oof. It happened with our recording, but it also happened with, um, uh, I was like, so Wednesday, can I have friends in the backyard? And my dad was like, no, I'm having my friends in the backyard on Wednesday. And I was like, but I asked ahead of time. And he said, no, you said New Year's Eve. And I was like, I did this wrong. <laughs> but it's Oops, fine because Daisy. we're not actually meeting in person anyway because of the Rona. Yep. And cold. Yeah. Oh, to live somewhere. Not that I, I like seasons too much to ever want to live on like this in the South. Or somewhere that doesn't really have seasons. Mm-hmm. I I enjoy... I like the snow. But 
especially with the Rona, um, not that theoretically once vaccine distribution goes out more, we will have to deal with the problem of the Rona for too, too much longer. Knocking the hardest wood knocking, (laughs) knocking the hardest on wood that I ever have in my entire life. Um, but like, it's hard to hang out with people not over Zoom and, and do it safely. Not just safely from a COVID perspective, but safely from a I don't want to get hypothermia and die perspective. Yeah. <clears throat> I, there are friends, it's mostly, it's mostly one of our friends who every time we try and see each other, it always ends up being like the coldest fucking day. Like Oof. so bitter cold. And every time I'm like, oh, I can't wait to hang out with her. And then we start hanging out. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's so fucking cold. I love you so much. But, oh, my God, it's so fucking cold. Yeah. It's freezing. And, it like, even so if you're... so bitter cold yesterday. It was awful. It was terrible. It um, was... So it was in the mid-20s, temperature-wise. But with wind chill, it was in the low teens. Fahrenheit. Yeah. Yeah, Fahrenheit. I sh- I, I'm theoretically going to live in Europe for, like, a while, because I'm doing grad school there, theoretically, haven't applied, whatever. Um, it's fine, this is all just a pipe dream. It'll be, it's, don't, you know what, I'm not going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> You're so valid. Um, what was I talking about? <laughs> what was I talking about? Oh, uh, Celsius, I should learn what that is how to okay. use it um um yeah well the good news is oh um, i can i, I can tell you for certain that yesterday in massachusetts it was less than zero degrees celsius yes that's the I freezing do, point of water i do know that i had a thought today by the way mm-hmm. um i don't remember if last week was when we were talking about the meg or we talked we're we always talk- talking about the meg i know I was thinking we should, you know, the thing when people play Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon and they watch a movie? Uh Uh-huh. We should do that with the Meg. (laughs) I'd be down. The the ones that I know of are Wizard of Oz, which I feel like people talk about all the time. the classic. The classic. Um, People talk about the B-movie. Intriguing. That's what I've heard. Um, only because I listen to McElroy Pop products do I know about Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Incredible. Um, I have not listened to Till Death Do Us Blart, um, other than the first episode. I've listened to four episodes in the last 24 hours. Incredible. Anyway, do you want to go first or should I? Unless Um, you have any more thoughts about the small turtles. What if this is the week we have the same article? I feel like I say that every week, but... (laughs) Sometimes so, I feel like it's more like, I, you know, statistically, it's one of those things where it's like, the longer we do this, the more and more likely it is that we will have the same article, yeah. you know? Is that um, how that statistic works? Is that how that one works? Maybe. I'm not actually sure. Or I, is it I never like, took stats. Is that statistic? Is that one like, the if you have a package arriving, the... Oh, hang on. I'm going to be able to formulate this in my head. Every day that it doesn't arrive, it's more likely to arrive the next day. Mm. The only stat thing that I know for sure is the Monty Hall problem. Thank you, um, 
uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, um, and and my statistics class before also, it. The the it was like a week and a half before the Brooklyn Nine Nine episode that we talked about it in my computer science class. Oh man! And okay. so I knew the answer before the episode aired, and I was like, "Oh, I know things." Well, so we, my stats professor, I had a terrible experience with my statistics class. By the way, I hated every second, almost every second of it. Um, I had a very nice professor who could not teach stats. Um, but we talked about the Monty Hall problem, and we showed him a clip from that episode. Um, Incredible. Yeah. Bone! Anyway. Um, so, uh, statistics aside, um, this is our very first episode, when this goes up, of 2021. 2021! <gasps> so, to celebrate Happy that, New Year. instead of bringing... Happy New Year! It's going to go up on January 2nd. So, um... Hell fucking yes that's that's very exciting um god that should just be all we talk about what do you want to do in the new year oh my god you know what let's save this for our middle portion i have i had something i want to talk about briefly for the middle section but we should talk about new year we should talk about the new year um so in 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 honor of the new year i do not have one article but i have a an article that is the top 50 positive news stories of 2020 like a a year recap the 2020 recap but only good news which i feel like i should go first yeah that that makes sense to me because mine is mine is christmas related Ooh, okay loosely um was it that I i cut off my finger on christmas no, although you texted me at like what time? Texted me at like eleven thirty. <laughs> I think it was late. one in the morning on Christmas, and I was, was like, late. "Hey, I'm at the hospital." I I have this weird feel. I have this weird thing where I always feel like for some reason Christmas Eve and Christmas Day always are the same day for in my head. Mm-hmm. They're this. They're the same thing for me, and I don't know if that's just because like. I've never had the, like, anticipation of waking up to presents underneath the Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. Although I did talk, I was talking with my parents, and I was like, I, my dad was talking about, we were talking, we had a fire in our fireplace, and my Mm -hmm. dad was talking about our chimney, and he was like, there'd be no way Santa could even get down our chimney, and I was like, haha, dad, very funny, but also... Where the hell would we put a Christmas tree in our house? Because, like, you've been over to our house mm. in its current format. Like, there's no room, there's no place for a Christmas tree. And my dad looks at me and he goes, you know for sure we'd fuck up a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> I I both want to leave it at that and also have you elaborate. Um, I just... My house has a lot of... We have a lot of plants at my house. And animals. And animals. And I think he was referring to we would have a very well-decorated Christmas tree. We would we would have a very good Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Um, but my thing is, like, there's no... I can't think... Probably because I've never had a Christmas tree. I can't think of, like, where I would ever put a Christmas tree in the house I live in. Near also, the big, I ha- big windows. Move the couch, put it near the big, big windows. Maybe. But then we can't look out the big, big windows as well. And 
at least 20% of having a Christmas tree is blocking the best view of your house. <laughs> okay. All right. I was also talking to somebody. I was talking to one of my other Jewish friends and we were both like, the likelihood of us ending up with a goy is very high because there are more goyim in the world mm-hmm. than there are Jews. Um, and I was like, God, it, at some point I feel like I am going to have to grapple with the fact that I will probably live in a home with a Christmas tree. And I, I'm i not sure how I feel about that. But that's neither here nor there because that's not good news. That's I mean, personal inner monologue. Someday when us and a bunch of our friends live on a farm in the middle of nowhere where we keep goats and cows and podcast and that's it um (laughs) which is the dream um i will bring in a christmas tree and then spend dedicate the entire month of december to try and prevent our many cats from killing it Mm. can we call it a solstice bush instead yes i'm more comfortable with the idea of a solstice tree than a Christmas tree. There's something about the Christianness of it, mm. of it all. I don't know. Wow, this is weird. I'm, I'm grappling with like, <laughs> with like religion, relig- religion <laughs> on our podcast about fun news. Anyway, um, listen. Speaking of- as long as I can take a plant and put lights on it, I'm happy. I will have in our commune that we mm-hmm. start. There will be so many plants. You can put lights all over any of the plants I have in my in the house at any point in time. I have t- I have three plants currently living in my bedroom. That's lovely. The one thing to consider is we will have at least one cat who is an absolute plant-eating bastard. Because the statistics of that are very high. Well, then that cat will not be allowed in my bedroom. <laughs> okay. Um, so, the headline of this caught my eye for many reasons. Number one being, we have a special attachment to piranhas. Okay. Now, piranhas are not the focus of this article. I'm leading you on a wild pre-article goose chase. I'm and so when excited. I, when I finished the headline, um, you know... Should we explain our our fascination with piranhas? I mean, we've Not fascination. About the piranha movie. Yeah, well, that sort of was like we watched the Meg, and then we were like, "More of this, please." And then we looked through Amazon, and we were like, "Oh, the Piranhas films. Let's watch those." And we didn't know what we were getting into, and it was horrific. Did we watch those before we saw the Meg? No, the Meg. The Meg is what got us. Because the before, Meg started before it all. the Meg. I don't know if you remember this. We watched a film on Amazon called "You Want Me to Kill Him." <gasps> I I do remember that movie. That movie. Uh, that movie took me, That movie fish. had no right to take me on the roller coaster that it did. No right at all. None. Zero. It's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. <laughs> not even remotely, but the ending fucking, like, like a semi-truck just blind, absolutely blindsided me. Um, Both of us, I think. We were yeah. both just so absolutely we, fucking shocked. We weren't shocked. high, but man oh man. <laughs> well, we were just so bored, and then the last 20 minutes of that movie were just, like, being dragged behind, like, 
dragged to God knows where. The last 20 minutes of that movie are a masterpiece. The last 20 of movies of the, the last 20 movies of that minute um, <laughs> were basically just the sensation of you and a friend sitting in front of a TV chanting what the fuck over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, but they were good. And we had been, like, falling asleep. The rest of the movie had been kind of dull and boring. And then we get to the, we get to, like, the twist of this movie and we're both just, like, like a fucking Hanna-Barbera cartoon. We're just, like, boing. (laughs) Strange, bizarre. But we were, we were into bad movies before we saw the Meg. And then we were like, what if bad shark movies after the Meg? What if we combined our two passions? Um, anyway, um, so they're like piranhas. These goats will eat your Christmas trees when you're done with them. <gasps> goats. I love this goats. Is a, you know I, I love goats. If there are, if I can name off three animals mm-hmm. that if you ask any queer person their, what animal they have a fascination with, mm-hmm. a love for... Eight out of ten times, one of these three animals will come up. Mm-hmm. Frogs. Yes. Cows. Mm-hmm. Goats. Yes! I love goats. I love the goats trifecta. so much. The trifecta. The holy trinity, if you will. Mm. Um, other animals could be llamas. Ooh. Um, lizards, other amphibians. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to say cats, because that's, like, it's too obvious. And straight people like cats, too, I guess. Presumably. Um, what are other gay animals? Um, snakes. I mean, you, you kind of hit the rep, re, the reptile thing. Um, yeah, but really it's frogs, cows, and goats. Mm. I'm trying to think, I feel like... Chickens, maybe? Mm. I was going to say, I feel like there's some, there's some, some farm fowl. Farm animal. I was asking... Pigs. Pigs. Ugh. Did you see that video of the fuzzy pig? No. There's a, you can look it up, okay. you, or you could just Google right now, fuzzy pig. There's some genetic mutation, I think, that has, that makes pigs grow fur like sheep. Yeah. Um, and it's really, really cute, and they're really fluffy and fuzzy, and I didn't know I needed it in my life until I saw it. Um, All I'm getting is... Uh... Uh, the name of an antique store in Whitewater, Wisconsin, which shows you what Google thinks of me. Nope, that's not. <gasps> yeah. Sheep. Sheep butt pig. Sheep pig, yes. They're fluffy pigs. Fluffy, fuzzy oh. pigs. And it's not, because pigs have fur, but it's cur- it's curly. Mm. It's the fact that it's curly. Um. Anyway, so... I was talking, I asked, I asked my roommate, Riley, my straight roommate about this, Mm -hmm. and I was like, have you ever had the desire to run away and live on a farm? Yeah. And she was like, no, not really. And I was like, huh, is it a gay, is it, is it, is it a gay thing? I think I was talking with you about this. We were talking about it with your brother. Because we were talking about how everybody wants to run away and live on a farm. And your brother was like, what? Why? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and then I asked, I did ask Riley about it. I think it is a gay thing, Mm. and I think you had said it's something about the desire to escape from society. Yeah. 
Which is true. Anyway, these goats will eat your Christmas tree. So, Incredible. discarded holiday decorations are a tasty snack with some healthy benefits, farm owners say. Goats um, can, will, and should eat anything. Yes. Um, there are a few rules you must abide by before you are allowed the privilege of letting goats happily devour your Christmas tree. Number one, uh, there cannot be tinsel ornaments, doodads, baubles, or anything else still on the branches. Goats should not eat that. Yeah. That's a no-no. Um, second, the trees can't have browning needles and should be free of sprays, pesticides, fire retardants, or any sort of fake snow coating. If you're unsure of the origins of your tree, contact the seller if possible. Also, um, this is totally, um, not super related, but I think everybody should look into it. Um, I saw this thing. There's a Christmas tree farm in the United Kingdom Mm -hmm. that realized hey, it's super unsustainable to grow trees for 10 years just to cut them down. Mm -hmm. And so you, they grow their trees in these huge pots and you can pick up the same Christmas tree for like five years because they grow really slowly. So you can have the same Christmas tree for like five years. And then once it gets too big to be in your house, they go and plant it. And I think that's really cool. Um, And more people should do it and you should look into it Mm. uh, because... It's really unsustainable to cut a Christmas tree down every single year to have it in your house. Even though I know for sure if we were to have a Christmas tree, my father would not settle for a fake one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, no, it, that was a battle that was fought and won by my mother when I was very young about having a real Christmas tree. Yep. Um, um, if I may just say, what we've always done with my Christmas tree is there's two things. There's... Um, there's a, I think it's the Boy Scouts pick them up for some composting thing. Um, yeah. Like, that's a thing. Um, but then the one I really like is uh, we, we bundle it up and we put it in the car and we take it because one of my dad's friends from the swim team, because my dad is a swimmer, um, for like probably decades now, has an annual Christmas tree burning bonfire where he has this huge fire pit, like, like huge fire. It's basically just a swimming pool sized hole in his yard surrounded by rocks. Um, And they get a big fire going and everybody brings their Christmas tree. And then one at a time we throw the trees in the fire. We roast marshmallows. We have hot cocoa. It's always in January. So it's so always really, really fucking cold. And I always end up getting wrangled into like walk when I was younger, watching a bunch of the, like, little kids to keep them from getting too close to the fire. Nice. A nice fire tradition. I love a fire. I also love a fire. Whoosh. Big fire. Um, And lastly, in most cases, you've got to do all of the heavy lifting to bring the tree to the goats. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've satisfied these requirements, there are some goats scattered at properties throughout New England and beyond that would love to chow down on the spiky branches of your discarded Christmas centerpiece. Um, the goats just tear through it. They, they see something green and they go right for it, said Stephen Murphy, who owns Pine Cobble Farm in North Adams with his wife, oh, Araceli. It's a pretty effective way to get rid of a tree. 
Murray said he has six goats and his private. Uh, Murray said he has six goats at his private farm, and will swarm trees donated by people bidding farewell to the holidays. He said the goats will feed all of will. <clears throat> he said the goats will eat all of the needles and then chew the bark off the branches, and the main tree part, the leftover skeleton. Uh, the leftover skeleton, there isn't much, Murray said, is used uh, in a burn in the burn pile. Uh, this marks nice. the third year Murray will be taking trees. He said that those interested in gifting the goats with a delicious tree snack should reach out to the couple on Facebook first to arrange a time to, and drop off location. Last year, the goats ate almost 30 trees in a month. That's almost one a day. Murray said. That's damn impressive. That's, I guess it's six goats. That's still a lot of trees. That's still like five, if you break that down, Mm -hmm. that's still on average five, right? Am I about to do my math right? That's still five trees per goat. If it's 30 trees over, over a month with six goats. Yeah. This is like, a, this is, this is like, <laughs> I'm having that situation where it's like, you know, those math problems that you got yeah. where it was like, Johnny has eight bottles of dish soap. <laughs> Mr. Murray has 30 trees delivered to his house for his six goats. How many, how long can each of, whatever. Um, how you, long would ro- it take one goat to eat all of those trees? Oh my God. It would if be the goats six months. A, yeah, that's crazy. Because <laughs> you just so... divide by the number of goats. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, you throw it in there and they're like piranhas. It's like a feeding frenzy. They come down on it. They come down, they jump, and they jump on it, he said. The trees are full of vitamin C, so it's a good way for them to stay healthy over the winter and give them something to gnaw on. Chanel Homestead in Hanson is also soliciting donations this year. In a post on Facebook, the farm said their 12 goats are eager to congregate around around Christmas trees after the holidays to enjoy a special treat with benefits. That's, all right, that's one way of putting it. Um, In a phone interview, Christine uh, Chanel, who owns the farm with her husband, Matt, said people are welcome to pull up uh, to pull up to the fence along their driveway and leave the trees near a sign near a designated sign that reads Christmas tree drop off. Later, she will haul the trees to her haul the trees to her goats, and she will let them uh, eat eat them up like candy. They just go nuts, she said, stressing that people should make sure to bring clean green trees. Once they finish one tree, they will take it to the com- they will take that and compost it. And we'll give them another treat. It's a special treat. And what's and what's the best part about it? It, if, Jesus, plebis. I'm having a, a hard time reading today. What's the best part about it is it's natural de-worm, dewormer for them. Oh, nice. That's cool. It really helps their digestive system. Meanwhile, in Maine, owners of Appleton Creamery, a small-scale family farm, are similarly inviting people this week to stop 
to stop by with their trees. I would just like to say there's pictures of these goats eating the trees, and it's really cute. I love goats. It's really, really cute. Them with their little square eyeballs. I do love a good goat. Um, the goats would love your Christmas tree. Drop off your clean, no spray, no tinsel tree for them to snack on, the farm said in a post on Facebook, which included a video of goats chomping on on the trees with a satisfying crunch. This is going to be, I'm going to, I am going to send you the Facebook post in our Zoom chat, um, and you can just take a look at that. I looked up this Christmas is... tree goat, and it immediately redirected me to the Scandinavian Christmas goat that keeps getting burned down every year. It did oh. not get burned down this year, as That's far good. as I know. This goat is really Oh my cute. god. He munch. He's gonna munch. He's gonna crunch. I just love goats. Do you remember? We had a friend who had goats. Yeah. She... Um, the, the funniest thing about that friend was she had... Uh, yard goats and house goats. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. They're so um, crunchy. Yeah. They crunch. They crunch. Although the MSPCA at uh, Nevin Farms in Methuen isn't taking any trees for its goats, officials there did tout the benefits of feeding them to the animals and encouraged people to find places where they might be able to drop off the tasty snacks. Carrie Fire, which is a great name, um, the farm's equine and farm animal outreach and rescue coordinator said that while goats should not be fed on an exclusive diet of pine needles, the occasional holiday treat adds variety that the goats will enjoy and nutrition nutrients that benefit their health overall. The most important consideration, however, is to ensure that the trees are free of any ornaments, tinsel, garland, or any inorganic substances that they could accidentally ingest, Fire said in a statement echoing others. Uh, for Deb Yablonski, I think I got that right, owner of Stonehenge Farm in Rhode Island, the first tree for her roughly 30 goats, I wish we had 30 goats, um, arrives just one day after Christmas. Yablonski expects more deliveries throughout the coming days, which she will gladly accept. Last year, the farm collected around 200 trees, and over time, her goats ate all of them. They were all skeletonized, she said. It gives them something to do, as well as, a as, well as being very, very good for them. Yabolonsky, who has been doing this for more than a decade, said her goats get as excited about the trees arriving to arriving at the farm as children do about fighting fighting for gifts underneath them. Oh, that's really cute. They see the cars coming and they crash at the edge of the fence waiting for their Christmas trees, she said. It's the most wonderful time of year for a goat. Uh, and that article was by Stephen uh, Anner, Anir, from the Boston Globe. Thank you for your um, excellent contributions to journalism. I love goats. So if you were wondering about, it's the Swedish Christmas goat. Um, it is a giant, are you familiar with this? It's a giant no. straw goat that they erect in a big, in central Javel, Sweden, um, it is a giant version of the traditional Swedish Yule goat figure made out of straw. So it's giant and it's erected every year by local community groups 
um, in November. Um, as of December, <laughs> the goat has been burned. To, I'm reading from Wikipedia. The goat has been burned to the ground most years since its first appearance in 1966. As of December oh 2019, the goat has been damaged 37 times. Burning the goat is illegal, and the Court of Appeals stated that the offense should normally carry a three-month prison sentence as it sentenced a 27-year-old man to a suspended sentence and Dave, uh, blah, 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 blah. Basically, there is a chart on Wikipedia that tells you what happened to the goat each year oh that's amazing hang on i want to see let's hang on um this year apparently doesn't count because they didn't have traditional gatherings around the the goat they had the goat but because there were no traditional gatherings there was no opportunity for it to be burned down okay wait a second wait wait wait. hang on i misunderstood do is this like people will burn it down in like a public set like People, when everybody's gathered around, somebody will, like, throw a torch at the goat? Um, I think it's, like, part of the pageantry is the, like, elaborate methods to which people go to try and burn it down. Um, one year they survived. had Survived. 1981 survived. Uh, up, I, if I remember correctly, um, yeah, fire, in 2002. Destroyed. Fire, 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 survived. In- fire, slash fire? Uh, in 2002, it survived because it was guarded by Swedish radio and TV personality Gert Fjellking. Um And some years, some years uh, there are like uh, big guards and stuff. Oh my god! I had I had no idea about this. Um, See, also baby Jesus theft. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. This is also in Sweden. Oh my god, oh, there's there's a separate elaborate. There's a there's a separate uh column in this Garden Gnome Liberationists. Okay, wait, hang on. I'm going down a weird Wikipedia hole. Um so there there's security uh sec- there's a security column in this. Um in 2011 it was sprayed with water to create a coating of ice. It's still uh burned on it still uh, was destroyed by fire on the 2nd of December. In 2013, it was soaked in flame retardant, and it was burned down onto the 21st of December. Oh, my God. In 2014, it was... It survived. Um, at least three arson attempts were made. <laughs> oh, my God. This is insane. Um, in this 2017, there was a double fence, cameras, and uh, uh, guards, um, and it survived. In 2018, there was fencing, cameras, guards, taxi rank to increase numbers of people nearby. Um, um, I want to go see, if I do end up going to school in Europe, I want to go see this goat. Are you going to burn it down? No, oh my god. Uh, you would confess to your planned crimes on this podcast. God, no. Are you kidding me? Um. Also, on the sub list for... um. Under this, it's, like, C-related. C also um, is, I did say baby Jesus theft, but under mm-hmm. baby Jesus theft, under the C also, it, it says garden gnome liberationists. I feel like I've heard of this. It's a London thing. We can we can dig more into that. That can be a backup article for if I don't ever find anything to talk about. Yeah. Um, I can talk about that. Um, the middle bit, though. The middle bit. I... You know, and sometimes you have to fact check something where mm-hmm. you're just like, this is buck wild. I have to fact check it. 
Um, but you are a lazy fact checker, so you want to type in the bare minimum to Google. Mm-hmm. So I saw a story, or it was like a like a meme that got posted somewhere about how a the the head of the Israeli space. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I heard about this. Said in early December, I believe that um, there are aliens. And we are not ready for them in the world. Like, um, let me find them. Let me, uh, let me, um, let me find the, the thing. Um, wow, I should have been more prepared. I thought I was prepared for this and then I wasn't. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's the, the, the joke was that it's like the last month of 2020 is really coming for us because this article came out. This news broke on December 8th. Mm-hmm. It said former, this is just a headline from NBC News, former Israeli space chief says aliens exist and Trump knows about it. Which, and somebody was like, wow, tw- the last month of 2020 is really testing us. Um, and I was like, this is ridiculous. I must fact check it because it was in meme format. So mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if it was from a reputable source. So, what I did is I went in to Google and I just typed in Israeli aliens. <laughs> and what a of course it, po- it pops up with the story. And then I looked at what I typed in and I was like, oh boy. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to briefly, briefly mention um, that. I, I just want to throw out the sub headline A galactic federation has been waiting for humans to, quote, reach a stage where we will understand, dot, dot, dot what space and spaceships are, Haim Haim Eshed said. Well, let me see. Yeah, Haim Haim Eshed. Nailed it. Close enough. Waiting for us to reach a stage where we will understand what space and spaceships are. Oh, my God. I, you know what? Just, I'm going to move on. I Um, can't. Yeah, let's talk about 2021. Yeah. Um, Let's move on. Um, I'm not going to say 2021 is going to be better than 2020. I'm not going to, I'm not going to make any, I'm not going to put any expectations say, on 2021. Um, I will, however, sorry, I'm opening my curtains cause it got dark in here. I will, however, say that the bar is incredibly low. I'm not even going to uh, say that. There are no expectations for 2021. You do you and we'll all do what we can. Do you um, have anything you want to do in 2021? I, more than anything, I've got, like, three things on my, like, kind of things I hope for 2021. And one of them is, like, safely, legally, safely go to the movies. I don't <gasps> care what movie it is. Kat, you are are legitimately, I... <sighs> The first time I go to a movie, I don't know what movie, I have no idea what movie it's going to be. I don't care. I will cry. I, not at the movie, although that is likely. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, I just, I just know. I just will. God, I love going to the movies so much. I, I, I miss it. I... Fucking Jesus. The last movie I saw in theaters was in Germany. I I have been saying that the last movie I saw was on New Year's with you, but I, I remembered that I went to go see 
with my like so wait really because that's because i left in february yeah but i was at school um oh, so i didn't really yeah. go to the movies right, 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 right. but yeah, 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 gotcha. i was wrong because in february maybe it was the first week of march i saw the my hero academia movie in theaters because oh. my friends wanted to go see it and so as a like a like as a present for them i got us all tickets for it and then oh I, I missed the first half of the movie because I was, or not the first half, but the first like 30 minutes of the movie, I was waiting in line to get popcorn because there was, there were, the, the movie theater was packed and there was one person working concessions. So oh I was boy. waiting in line to get pa- popcorn for the first 30 minutes of the movie. Um, and I saw the My Hero Academia Tale of Two Heroes or whatever it was in theaters. Oh boy. Like the weekend that it opened with my friends. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> was it good? Um, I remember they did a bunch of really cool shit and then they were like at the very end they made it all. Wait, not was canon. it animated or live action? Animated. Oh, okay. This wasn't this wasn't a um a death note. No, 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 no. Um No, it was it's it's really I will say it is pretty interesting because the show has a different pacing than the manga, so they're reaching a point where the show is going to pass the manga as the manga Uh-oh, ends. That's never good. that's never a good sign. It's, it's the movie takes place in the canonical timeline, but does not, if I remember correctly, doesn't correspond to anything in the manga. So there's just this like oh boy. inexplicable time when for some reason they were all on this island together. That never, it never goes well when you have a, it usually never goes well when you have something that has been following a source material mm-hmm. closely for a very long time, and then suddenly it's just like, Bleh! it just <laughs> takes a, it takes a left turn. Yeah. Um, cause it happened with Game of Thrones and everybody who's listened to this podcast knows how, knows how I feel about that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and my former love of it and now yeah. deep deep despise and i will never trust anything that those two chuckle fuckers dan weiss and david benioff ever do again ever um i just never never i'm sorry i don't care i'm sorry my thing my thing with game of thrones which like i've said it before and i'll say it again game of thrones and how i met your mother did the same thing where they had this like huge cultural impact and dedicated fan base and then in the last season they just went eh fuck them and mm. nobody talked about it ever again nope um, it became completely irrelevant uh one thing i will say is in i guess not the fence but like on the one hand the the how i met your mother at people, least game of thrones isn't super transphobic well there there's that not to say that it's not problematic in its own right, oh, yeah. because it is. Let's not um, gloss over Jesus. Game of Thrones. He's got some. Um, um, every was, single character say, uh, of color is a former slave. Let's just yikes. Pretty much, um, except we, we don't have to get into. Anyway, it. I don't want to talk about it. What I was going to say not- is uh, how I met your mother. The thing with it was they recorded the last episode first, and so, so they stu- they so knew dumb. where the show was ending. Which was like it was a cool tech, uh, uh, technique-wise, cool premise. 
execution-wise, they knew where it was supposed to end and took it in a different direction anyway. Yeah, they knew where it was going to end, and then they said, "Mm, what if we didn't, and then did. And they, 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 they knew where it was supposed to end. And then they were like, but the fans don't like this ending, so we're going to steer it away from this ending and then abruptly turn it back to that ending. Uh, um, anyway, should we and then Game move of, on? Yeah. No, no, no. Wait, say your thing. I was just thinking that Game of Thrones could have taken lots and lots of time and money because they had the resources to do yeah, they pretty much they, whatever the fuck they wanted, but they instead chose to like be like, nah. Well, they could have ended it the way that they wanted to, and they could have had it make sense and be coherent and have people not be super, super angry with it. But instead, the showrunners, Dan Weiss and David Benioff, were just like, "Mm, we're kind of tired of doing this show. So instead of giving the last two seasons the full 10 episodes that it deserves, we're going to give one of them seven episodes and one of them six. And it's like, it's not like they didn't have the money or the production schedule to do it. No, it was the biggest show in television. It was the biggest show in television. And they were just not. And especially, like, they got so lazy towards the end. So... Like, I, I didn't watch the show, but I saw all of the memes about, like, continuity errors and the Coke yep. bottle. And, like, they just yep. stopped caring. They legitimately. Very much like Supernatural. <laughs> They legitimately gave up, and um, it was genuinely awful. And my favorite part is that even the cast knows it. Even the cast knew. There's If you've seen any, there's this hysterical video of Peter Dinklage, who plays one of the most iconic characters on the show. He's like... He's talking about the ending of the show. Somebody asked him, he's like, did you like the ending? Did you think it was good? And he's talking as though there's literally someone standing behind the camera with a loaded gun pointed at him. Like Misha Collins talking about how the (laughs) Destiel conspiracy was fake. Literally, he's like, Dan Weiss and David Benioff are the most talented writers in television right now. And they do an amazing job with the end of the show. Everyone is going to be really happy with it, and it turned out great. <laughs> this is a man who's got multiple Emmys for his acting. <laughs> um, anyway, can we? We should move. We should move on because um, we could. We could talk about yeah. this for hours. We need to have a media podcast, cat. Yeah, we we have too many opinions. <laughs> um, I just wanted to throw out. Have you read my favorite article of the week? Which is the BuzzFeed person who watched the first and last episode of Supernatural. No. So they watched the first episode and then made a bunch of predictions about the show. Um, I just want to share with you. Let me let me find let me pull it up real quick. And While just, you're doing that. Yeah. I would just like to quickly say um, you if you would like to sponsor the show. Um, this is where your sponsorship would go. We would say thank you, but as we have no sponsors this week, we are once again sponsored by water. Um, Water, it's really good for you. Um, It keeps you hydrated. It heightens your brain function. It it really just improves every aspect of your life. So um, use code GOODNEWS for... um, Water. Water. (laughs) (laughs) I, I... Where were you going with that? 
I don't know. Um, but I wanted to do like what we would, an example of what we would, you'd be getting if you gave us an ad read. Um, also if you want to send us an email to either our podcast network, which is Tangents Only Network, you can send us an email, um, which is tangentsonly at gmail.com. Or you can send us a DM on Twitter at tangents only, right? Yep. Or if you want to talk to us directly on our podcast for this show, you can email us at hyhtgnpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at hyhtgnpodcast. Um, yeah, nothing, I got nothing, I got nothing more to say. Remember to drink your water. Um, we got no use- emails. And I checked our Twitter yesterday, so. Okay, I have the article. Um, okay, send us an email just to yeah, literally just send us. Send us an email and tell us what you want to do in 2021. Um, also, if you, hang on, I had something else. Oh, if you listen to the show, um, we would very much appreciate it if you went and left a five-star review on iTunes. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Share um, it with a friend as well. Please yeah. and thank you. We really appreciate that. S- spread the good news. Yeah. Once again, we are not a Jesus podcast. We are not a Jesus podcast. I'm pretty sure and we least... established that earlier when yeah. you, you got very, you got very... very existential about religion. Yeah. Oh, I would also just like to say the first episode, um... We change a lot between the, the the first episode was recorded in June of 2019. Things have changed. Wow. Have you listened to it recently? No. Okay. But my father did. Oh. It's very we're we're it's very different. The show is very different now. Um Interesting. And I would say the first we sort of hit our groove around episode Three, um, which I believe is the episode we talk about Andy Bashir for an extended period of time. Yes. Um, I would recommend the first two are good, but if you are recommending it to a friend, um, how not to talk about government officials is a very good starting place. Yeah. Um, so. Okay. Anyway. So, so this BuzzFeed article, which is, uh, another part of our middle bit, I guess, um, you know what? It's the first episode of 2021. We are recapping 2020. And Supernatural was a very oh, important boy. part of the end of 2020 for some, oh, some like, out of left field, honestly. Um, for some ungodly, unknown reason. So the reaction to watching the pilot, I'm not going to go through every moment, though. You should check out this article. Can it you, is called, I've never me? seen Supernatural, so I only watched the pilot in the finale. Um... By Farrah I would Penn. Just like to, I would just like to say, as somebody who was an avid Supernatural watcher and then was re-watching it, unironically with a friend who had never seen it before, um, the reason the finale sucked so bad is because it didn't change. Like, you could cut out everything that happens in between the first episode and the last episode and nothing would have been different. Yep. Um, Also, I will say, I've said it before and I will say it again. If you're looking for something less than an hour long that's like horror movie-ish, but like has a relatively 
happy not a happy ending but like you know how when you watch scooby-doo it's not scary because in the end they they pull off the mask supernatural is similar in a lot in a lot of the early episodes in that it's very much a monster of the week he they 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 find the monster they battle the monster people die but then they defeat the monster and you feel okay and if you're gonna watch supernatural just do the smart thing and stop at season five yeah that's where you should end. It's where the show was supposed to end. Unless you're feeling really meta and want to watch all of the really stupid, like, homages to the fans that they did. I would just like to say, people talk about the French mistake. I fucking hate that episode. I cannot stand it. It's awful. I hate it. That may be a controversial opinion that gets me hate. Fuck off. Anybody can fight me. Why? I just, it's so, it's so unnecessarily cringy to me Mm. in not the fun way that shows like Parks and Rec are sometimes cringy. Yeah. Just, it's, it's an uncomfortable level of cringe to me where it feels, it feels so gratuitously cringy. Mm. Um, so the reaction uh, that this person who had never seen Supernatural before had to the pilot was, okay, listen, this was a great pilot. Before I was like, why has this show been on since the peak popularity of iPods? But I get it. What stakes? What characters? I see why the fan base is alive and well. Predictions. Obviously, first, they find their dad at some point. They have to, right? It's what's driving them. I have a feeling he's alive for a portion of the show and then he dies and then they go on to avenge his death by killing Supernatural bad guys. Two, poor Sam lost his love, but I feel like they both find love again at some point. Maybe Sam falls in love with a supernatural being. He seems like the type. Uh, that does happen at, at one point. Everybody Sam sleeps with dies, though. Yeah, it's not good. Um, Except Elaine. She comes up in the later seasons and then not in the finale at all. Um, Sorry, my shoulder. Um... Dean continues to be a hard, tough, hard-ass tough guy who shows little to no feelings because he has to watch his mother die at a young age, which is, you know, traumatic. But someone or something comes along to crack his shell. I think he becomes a little softer, if only by 5%. Um, I, this is, this mm-hmm. is the one that gets me. I was really impressed by the special effects considering it was 2005, but I'm sure they get a hell of a lot better considering this show ended in a whole other decade and the budget that they had. Nope. Have y'all seen <laughs> pictures of the finale? Cause I can I okay I I watched the finale, expecting it to be like expecting to at least have the same reaction I had to watching the Game of Thrones finale, which was immense amounts of anger. Mm-hmm. Cause. That's what happened about after about ten minutes of the Game of Thrones finale. It was just angry, and I was watching it with my friend's dad, um, <laughs> and I was just mad. And but my friend's dad was not having the same reaction because he did not have the same attachments, and I was just like trying not to like scream. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I oh fuck wait where was I going with this oh so I was the expecting Party City to, special effects. I was expecting to at least be angry with it. Its biggest sin, much like the Cats movie, is that it was so incredibly boring. 
Um, you fell asleep during Cats? I did fall asleep when we saw Cats in theaters. Oh, man. Um, Can you I imagine if that had been 20... the last movie you'd seen of 2020 oh. in, in 2019 or whenever? You rescued me by being like, hey, I know it's like almost midnight on New Year's Eve, but do you want to go see Jumanji? And I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Oh, my God, I did do that. I totally forgot we saw it on New Year's Eve and then came out and it was 2020. Yeah. We started 2020 in probably the best way we could have, which was watching the second Jumanji movie in theaters. Listen, I feel this. I feel about the Jumanji movies in the same way I feel about the Meg. They hold a special place in my heart and that they're very fun and campy. Yeah. Um, and goofy and ridiculous. And I like them very much. Please and thank you. Also, I just... Danny, also Danny DeVito. Just... Oh, yeah. Um, finally, I just, I'm, I'm skipping some more predictions, but this is a very important one. Uh, final, finally, during the finale, I predict that Sam and Dean decide to stop hunting for good. Maybe they found a way to rid all the supernatural evil from the world. Either way, it's been 15 years and those boys are gonna retire. Oh boy. I just, I cannot believe, I was... Tetanus! Tetanus! (laughs) And the other thing is, like... They could, he could have gotten him out. Yeah. They for sure have an angle grinder in the back of that truck, car, whatever. They also have survived so much worse. She just, it's the most, it was the most anticlimactic, boring, bland death ever he's had more interesting deaths dean the character has died in more interesting ways yeah and then been brought back in more interesting ways i just also they brought back some random vampire character from season one oh and then immediately killed her <laughs> yeah supernatural the last season of supernatural was just like I, I, I don't, not to be a conspiracy theorist, and I know there's already a lot of supernatural conspiracies out there, but my personal conspiracy theory was they knew that all of the memes about supernatural were like, oh my God, thank God it's finally ending. Like, we're all so tired of hearing about supernatural. No one gives a shit. They were like, we need attention because that's what we thrive on. How do we get attention? It's, oh, we're not going to be able to make it good enough to get attention. So let's I think you go are right. the other way. Hang on. I want to see. We made a list of predictions. We made a drinking game mm-hmm. of predictions. And um, here's, um, here's some of them. Um, oh, God. Um... Some of these were really, some of these were really, really, really good. Um, (laughs) Canon Sastiel. Intriguing. Um, Cass comes back as a woman. I did see theories about that. It's all a dream. Oh my god. Dean dies and then heat of the moment plays. Oh my god. <laughs> Dean is confirmed canonically bisexual but just thinks Castiel is really ugly. <laughs> that might that might have been my favorite one. Um 
Then the one that we decided would have been really good was if they had just decided to live in a, if they got captured by a jinn, just decided to live in a fake jinn world. Um. Yeah. 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 Okay, we are an hour in. I am going to get to my quote-unquote article, which is... We didn't um, even talk about what our goals were for 2020. Oh. My goal is to keep better track of the movies I watch. Ooh, yeah. I think that's an, both achievable and enjoyable. Yeah. I I had a bunch of... Not resolutions so much as, like... I don't even remember. Who's to say? Um... <laughs> Yeah. Um, so this is an article called by Alyssa Ross on the Good News Network. It is a pandemic of good news, which is. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> Alyssa, we need to talk. <laughs> Alyssa, I'm sure you're you're a wonderful journalist, but I think I think you may have mm, dropped the ball on this one. The top 50 positive stories of 2020, which is really what I want to focus on. Um, is there going to be one about Justin Timberlake and surprising his fans with cerebral palsy? Uh, with everyone still... proclaiming good riddance to 2020, we can't help but bask in the magnificent glow of kindness, resilience, and personal growth that has emerged. Here's how this is going to go. I'm just going to read all of the headlines, and then if there's oh, anything boy. that interests you, we can stop and talk about it, because there okay. are 50 of them. Okay. Um, I, sh- I I'm just going to shut up. Um, I mean, if there's something you want to say, go for it. No? <laughs> <laughs> I was testing myself. Wait, we should... Hang on. Um, just very, very quickly before we do this. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite article that we read this year? That we talked about this year? The only thing I can think of is Thelonious Monk the Chipmunk. Like, I'm sure there's other ones that I liked more, but, like, that's the first one that comes to mind. Hang on. I'm going to go to my... I have a book... I have a bookmarks folder of all of the ones that I have um, saved. Oh, um... Hmm. Hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Pumpkin racing in Germany. Um, Fat Bear Week was fun. Fat Bear Week, but Fat Bear Week is, that's every year, and that's great, that's good, that's good every year. Um, Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. And, uh, Both, Dave Grohl Nani, twice. Nandi, what is her last name? I don't remember. Um, we only actually talked about Dave Grohl once, because the oh. second time we, uh, we talked about Dave Grohl in the last episode. Our lost episode. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. Someday. Maybe someday. We talked about his tacos. Yeah. Um, no, I, I I, have to say, I think the article that I, I get the most, the most mileage on my laughs out of has to be about Andy Bashir. Just the headline of that article alone really just... It's... It's so good. It sends me, it sends me places. The other one in our other lost episode, our our two times lost episode about marble racing. We lost marble racing? 
I believe so. Oh, my God. I mean, that makes sense. But oh, my God. Yeah. We talked about marble racing before John Oliver did, just for the record. (laughs) Yeah. Not to be those people. But yes, we did. We did, in fact, talk about specifically Yell's Marble Run before John Oliver did. But I'm so glad um, John Oliver did talk about it because now it's yeah. so popular. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway. The top 50. So, and we will cover Fat Bear Week. I just want to point out, we will be covering Fat Bear Week um, every single oh, year. Oh, right now. I don't know if voting is still happening, but there's also the Seal of the Year Award, mm. which I messaged you about. Yeah. I voted for the one that fell asleep. I love Um, seals. I've never heard you make that sound before, ever in your entire life. I just love seals. (laughs) I think if I have a favorite animal, it's seals. Otters. Um, Yeah, seals are otters. I, but like, you know. I just like that otters are, otters are rascals. They're monsters. Oh, and I just wanted to say, we got distracted by movies, but I had three things that I wanted to do in 2021. One was go to the movies. We won't say more about that. Once it's safe. (laughs) Two was uh, go to a bar with you because (gasps) you've never been to a bar in the United States. In the United States. And I really want to go to a bar with you. I think that would be really fun. Yeah. I know of two bars that are still open that I really like. Not open right now, but like didn't have to close down because of the pandemic. Yeah. Didn't go out of and business, I guess. What was three? And three is go to the New England Aquarium. Yeah. We should go I to the Aquarium. Love the New England Aquarium. And it's relevant to the seal thing because um when I was younger, I would spend like, I would just stand outside the seal tank and just stare at them because it's outside the museum. Yeah, I, for I people have... who've never visited the New England Aquarium, they have this really cool thing, which I think is partially marketing and partially just because it's cool. Um, for free, anybody can go and look at their, um, not harbor seals, but their spotted seals. Mm-hmm. Um, they are in these huge outdoor tanks they're indoor outdoor so they have an indoor section inside the aquarium but most of the seals spend most of their time outside because they like to see all of the people who gather around the outside of the tank and they swim around for everybody and you can literally stand there and watch them for hours on end i have vivid memories of one time it was snowing it was really really cold and we were at the aquarium we were waiting in line to get tickets and i was just standing there staring at the seals And I just, I have this memory of my mom being like, okay, you've been standing there for like 20 minutes. We need to go inside. It's really cold. And I'm like, what? Huh? Do you remember when we went to the aquarium with our Japanese exchange students? Yes. That was wonderful. I love the aquarium. I just say I went to the aquarium when I was a camp counselor with small children um, in the summer, in the middle of the summer. One of the worst experiences of my entire life. You're valid. I hope Major the Penguin is having a nice day. Do you know, sorry, oh my god, we are all over the place today. I will, I promise we can, we'll call this our New Year's special, which is why yeah. it's extra long. Um, but you know about octopus, right? Mm-hmm. And how they're super, super smart? Yes. And I will never eat octopus ever in my entire life because of how smart they are? You're valid, and that choice is valid, but I make no promises. <laughs> That's, you're also valid. So there is some, some... Somebody who used to work at, worked at the New England Aquarium as, like, 
a high school intern or something, Mm -hmm. um, left and then came back after having gotten a degree in marine science. And there's some octopus that only live for one year, and then there's some octopus that live for, like, 20 years. Mm -hmm. And the octopus at the New England Aquarium is one of the ones that lives for a really long time. This motherfucker recognized her. That's beautiful. And would squirt water at her, and only her. And he did this while she was an intern. And then when she came back as an employee... Like a full-time employee of the New England Aquarium, he would squirt water at her again. This is the same octopus who is the reason why there is no longer a a great top on the top of the big fish tank in the middle of the aquarium because this motherfucker was an escape artist and was escaping from his tank every night to go into the big tropical fish tank and hunt... The fish in the fish tank. And so the New England Aquarium saw that the fish were going missing and they were like, what the hell is happening? There are no predators in this fish tank. And then they looked at the security footage and they saw that this octopus was escaping every single night and crawling from his enclosure into this other one. They're so cool. They're so smart. They can also escape from the inside of jars where they like, yeah, pop themselves. There's just, they're so cool. Um, there's a there's a really great documentary um called I think it's like My Octopus Friend or something. Oh yeah, my, uh, my mom's talked about teacher. that. My Octopus Teacher. It's really good. Um I was going to say my favorite uh creature at the New England Aquarium is Major the Penguin because every time I go to the New England Aquarium there is one penguin who is making trouble, screaming or pooping on somebody else, or stealing fish, <laughs> or yelling, mostly yelling. And every time I, 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 like, go up, they have, like, this cool interactive screen where you can put in the colors of the band on the penguin, and it'll tell you about the penguin. And every time I go up and I put in the colors on the band, and every time it's Major the Penguin, who is <laughs> causing trouble, and I love her. Oh, my God. One of the articles I was going to read this year, and then didn't, was about the the very at the at the t- Tokyo Aquarium, their very 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 elaborate romance chart that they have to track all of the romances that have happened between all of their penguins at their aquarium, um, and I it was in it was during the period when we were on hiatus mm-hmm. where we weren't recording. And then it was, like, between March, or, like, in April when we weren't recording Mm -hmm. before we picked up in September, but the article was from, like, the article was from April, so I didn't want to read it in September. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Hang on, I feel like I had had one more thing I wanted to say. Um, But it's... How did we get on the New England Aquarium? You were talking about things you wanted to do once the world was safe again. Um... I think maybe the aquarium is one of my things. Do you remember that really cool interactive art exhibit we went to in Boston that one time? <gasps> oh my god, at the With ICA, the that was so much fun. With the really heavy door. It's gone now, but oh my god, that was so much fun. Anyway, <laughs> aquarium? We should go to a sculpture garden. Are we ready for 50 good news stories of 2020? Hang on. Yes. 
Um, so the first section is called remembering hashtag COVID kindness. So I'm going to kind of skim over it because, you know, there were things that didn't have to do with COVID that were also nice. But I'm going to read you the headlines. Um, 89 year old sews 600 masks while listening to the Beatles. Watch Matthew McConaughey cheer nursing home residents with rousing game of virtual bingo. Hold on. I have a comment on Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you have you read or listened to any of the excerpts from his memoir? No. <laughs> they are so weird. Incredible. They're weird. They're weird. Um also, I don't know if this is going to be one of the headlines, but there was some, some like, 94-year-old woman who drank a Coors Light every single day, and then she ran out of a, her supply of Coors Light, and there wasn't any at the grocery store, so her neighbor tweeted about it, and then Coors Light was like, we'll send you a lifetime supply of Coors Light, Incredible. to be fair. Incredible. <laughs> to be fair, she is 94 years old, so <laughs> they yeah. probably won't have to send her very much, but, but, good for them. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, can I say something really quick about doing stuff like that where they're like, this person does X of this every single day or whatever? Mm -hmm. That is such good marketing to give people like that a lifetime supply. That is like a no-brainer marketing technique, in my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. Anyway, continue. Uh, Number three, wine fairies have been anonymously gifting booze and treats to neighbors who could use a smile. Nice. Jimmy Fallon asks Twitter to describe their quarantine in six words, and the results are hilarious. Um, uh, five, hotel stays open during lockdown to house homeless locals who are repaying the favor with odd jobs as time goes on. Good. Not that they should really have to repay it. But. Yeah. Uh, family cheers up neighborhood by spending six hours coloring each brick of their house with rainbow chalk. And there's a picture. Oh, that's wonderful. That's Every amazing. single brick of their house is covered, colored with rainbow chalk. Um, electrician comes to repair lights for 72-year-old, then enlists entire community to fix her crumbling house for free. Oh. 17-year-old angel cashier picks up 700... Nope. $173 grocery bill for senior shopper who found himself short of cash. Good. Uh, customer leaves entire uh, $1,200 stimulus check as generous tip for family-owned restaurant. Okay, wait a second. See, that is exactly what the stimulus check should be used for if you don't... Need it? N- like, need it. <laughs> that is what it's for. It is to sti- stimulus... For the economy. That's why they're giving you money, so you can stimulate the economy. Um, and, you know, like, pay rent and do other really important things. Yeah, take care but of if yourself. You are getting... Put your own mask. Put your own. Oh. Go. Oh, was I was saying? just going to say, if you, like, my family does not qualify to get stimulus checks. Understandable. Don't need it. Whatever. But, like, if you fall into that bracket of, like, theoretically, you don't need it but you're getting it anyway and you know you don't need it you can there are so many wonderful things that you can do to help out the community um not that you should feel obligated to do it but um but you know like you can use the money to like make a bunch of food and then donate it to places like for example in boston there are a bunch in the boston area there are a bunch of um 
uh, free refrigerators, which are really cool. So, yes. yeah. Um, I was going to say, um, but I will say, most importantly, put your own oxygen mask on before helping others. Take care of your, like, if you don't. Don't feel obligated to do anything that would, that would put you. Hurt you. you. <laughs> yes. That would make it more difficult for you to live your life. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number 10. Customers jump up to help run restaurant when chef is left alone after staff emergency. This was in New Zealand, so oh. it was safe. Oh, to live in New Zealand. Uh, number 11. Ikea released instructions on how to build the six specs blanket forts for your home quarantine. I literally, before I found the article about the goats, I was going to read that today. Incredible. Uh, number 12. Joanne's stores are handing out free fabric supplies at curbside to anyone sewing face masks at home. Um... Uh, 13, this moving company helps victims of domestic violence leave abusive homes nationwide at no cost. Good. And then uh, the next section is about hobbies. Uh, Britain's best gardening couple outdo themselves with spectacular with spring spectacular after spending lockdown tending to their oasis. Holy shit. Oh my god. Y'all should look this up. Wait, what is it called? You um, have to get your typing sounds in. Uh, the Newtons have created Britain's best garden and grown a spring spectacular bursting with color in Walsall after spending lockdown tending their oasis. There, you, you get got your typing sounds. Excellent. Your requisite typing. Holy sh- motherfucker. Oh, my God so cool i love plants um that see this is what everybody should be doing with their garden um number 15 green thumbed man grows plants worth fifteen thousand dollars per leaf inspired by grandmother's love what wait hang on it took me a second fifteen thousand dollars per leaf one thousand is it just really good weed (laughs) one five zero 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 yep okay uh England's Tony LeBritton has been growing rare houseplants. Yeah, I can see some. There are some houseplants that are like very, very expensive. Um, 16. Engineer makes DIY cell phone with rotary dial so she doesn't have to use a smartphone. Nice. Valid. Good for her. Um, after noticing lack of good sticks at park, dad turns old tree branches into stick library for neighborhood dogs. <gasps> oh my god. We. So cute. That's so. That's so cute. Oh my god. Um, isolated art lovers are recreating masterpiece masterpieces using everyday objects, and the results are amazing. Which, I remember this. Yeah. Um. Oh, Dave Grohl accepted this ten-year-old girl's virtual drum-off challenge, and it wasn't as easy as it sounds. That's one article we've officially covered. Yes. Uh. Nursing home residents recreate classic album covers while in lockdown. Oh, that's fun. Um, Embracing the earth with green good news uh, is the next section. 21. Uh, The the guys who sell ocean plastic bracelets are closing in on 8 million pounds of waste pulled from the sea. Oh my god, I have one of those. Nice. It was a gift. 
uh, 22, his invention for renewable energy inspired by the physics of Northern Lights won the 2020 Dyson Prize. Um, his name is Carvey Aaron Maigu, and his invention harvests UV rays and converts it into visible light to generate electricity. Cool. Um, 23, a giant fusion reactor hotter than the sun to provide unlimited clean energy without waste marks milestone. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Our friend's mom does that. Nice. Works on that. She is not, our friend's mom is not a fusion reactor. (laughs) Her friend is in fact a science experiment. Um, Our friend's mom could be a fusion reactor though, if she tried hard enough, which she might. (laughs) Uh, 24. Hawaii group sets record for largest haul of plastic removed from the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Good. 25. Tech startup can now brew up carbon-negative rocket fuel by capturing CO2 emissions from air. Carbon-negative rocket fuel? That's... That's crazy. Also, as we hit the halfway point of this article, I just want to say, um... Don't just read the headlines, read the whole article. Oh, yeah. Um, these all, all of these headlines have links to their own discrete articles, um, which I would recommend looking at if any of them interest you. We're just reading all the headlines so we can summarize the good news. Headlines are an attention-grabbing summary, not a perfect representation of the article. Yep. Read the whole read article. Read the whole thing. Read the whole thing. Um, As we do on this podcast. Yes. Uh, twenty Number 26. Dutch guy, famous for cleaning up Pacific Garbage Patch, is now clearing the world's rivers, too. Nice. Uh, 27. As Earth's ozone layer continues to repair itself, scientists happily report good news on global wind trends. Ooh. Uh, number 28. This California highway has just become the first state road made from recycled plas- U.S. plastic. That's Interesting. Fun. This material lasts three times longer than normal asphalt. That's really cool. Mm. Um, 29. These new solar pavement driveways made of plastic bottles can power the average household. Okay, wait. Is this about... That's about the... the, I mean, literally, it is about solar driveways. Those driveways are so, so cool. They look very future-y. And they're made from recycled plastic. Are they the hexagon ones? No. But they are solar panels embedded in a driveway yeah like look I, at that cool space shit that is some that is some space shit can i tell you what i think is a phenomenal waste of space mm-hmm. not having every single parking lot in the united states be a covered lot so like i every... will say especially around here that would be terrible because of snow. But a lot of, a lot, you can get a lot of solar panels that have heating units in them. Oh, nice. That can, a lot of the newer models that can heat from below to melt snow. Nice. Because, um. uh, uh, well, when our high school built a new school, they, um, they were like, our school is really green and, and, you know, like, carbon neutral and then they didn't cover our parking lot with with the solar cover and it's a huge waste yeah because not only does it make everything around it a lot cooler it also could power the school yeah 
Um, number 30. Dutchman invents coffin that turns bodies into mushrooms. We are nutrients, not waste. That okay. is so cool. That's cool, but I, I don't... I don't want to be a I don't want to be a mushroom. I want to be a mushroom, but I'll not be, as I'll much a... as I want to be a record. A what? A record? Oh, you can. You mean like you can get your ashes like, yes. pressed into vinyl? That's yes. interesting. That's I want to be a record. That's valid. Have you seen the other ones? The, yes. The uh, the other. My sister wants to be a tree. No, there's one specific one that you can have your ashes turned into a certain um, item. That's, um... <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you, I, have I, you heard I, about I, this? I can, I'm thinking, I think I know what you're talking about. Typing noises. I, I typed it in the chat. Yeah. Yep, yep, that's yep. what I was thinking of. It mm-hmm. reminds me of that old, there's like a myth about one of the Greek gods who mm. promised a hero that if he did a certain thing that they mm-hmm. would yeah you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. anyway um number 31 breakthrough 3d solar panel designs increase sorry breakthrough 3d solar panel design increases light absorption by 125 percent a potential game changer Hell very yeah. sexy uh Student who grew her own canoe out of mushroom thinks fungus is our best ally. Look at this mushroom canoe. It's very upsetting. Oh, no, no. You know what? Mushrooms are cool. Uh, Mushrooms are great for uh, the environment. I don't want to be in a boat made out of mushroom. Uh, Okay, here's my thing. I... Um, you don't like mushrooms I love the taste of a mushroom but I texture I cannot I have such a hard time with the texture of mushrooms it's very difficult for me they're very slimy Mm -hmm. and chewy and I don't not a fan Mm -hmm. Um, but people who love mushrooms are so incredibly valid um so, and they're really cool. Yeah. Mushrooms my, are my, neat. I like I them. I just think they're neat. I like the concept of mushrooms more than I like them in real life. <laughs> yeah. My aunt got my mom a mushroom growing kit for Christmas, and my mother is horrified. <laughs> I hope you the went. aunt doesn't listen to this. My mom's like, my dad keeps saying that my mom's afraid of it, which would be valid. And my mom's like, I'm not afraid of it. I just don't think it's right. <laughs> There's something off about it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about doing that for my brother who loves mushrooms, and then I thought, no. I don't want that in my house. Mm, something about it. Something about it doesn't sit right. Um, okay. Like, it's going to grow a brain and legs and come attack me for bringing it into existence, you know? Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway. Uh, number 32. Company risk. Res- Company collects 80% of city's recyclable plastics and turns it all into lumber. That's really cool. That is really cool. Uh, Number 34. Breakthrough solar system uses recycled aluminum to store energy without batteries. Oh. Oh, that's cool. That's 
super cool. Uh, huge health di- and science discoveries in 2020. Uh, uh, 100 years after first diabetes breakthrough, Canadian scientists believe they found a cure. That's wow. really cool. Um, accidental discovery of new T cell hailed as major breakthrough for universal cancer therapy. Interesting. Is one of these articles going to be about how fast we got the fucking vaccine out here? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, number 37. Scientists discover a complete pl- protein found nowhere on Earth that fell from space may hint at planet's origin. That's so cool. Our planet's origin or just a planet's origin? I don't know. Oh, that could define life's origins on Earth. Oh, what the fuck? Can I... Okay. Life came from space. Much like the deep ocean. Space. Space scares the shit out of me in a really cool way in that I am... Very, very, very scared of it, but I want to know absolutely everything about it and absolutely nothing about it at the same time. Mm. Like, I want to know more, but at the same time, less. Space big scary. Space big scary. Um, Big, big scary, yes. Number 38. Hawking's 50-year mystery about falling falling into black holes has finally been solved. I want to know more about that. Um, yeah, I'm intrigued by it, but I'm also very afraid. So I'm going to move on. Uh, the next section is called Animal News. Babies. Baby animals. Rather than slip into depression, man quits job, sells possessions, and travels world with ferret. We were what? Sure. Can you read that headline again, please? Rather than slip into depression, man quits job, sells possessions, and travels the world with a ferret. In 2020? In 2020? I need to actually click on this. Maybe um, it was the beginning of the year? Yeah, it must have. I'm like. Oh, he was like rich, rich. Oh, and it started in February 2018. Oh, okay. So this, this isn't a 2020 news story. Um, um, number 40. Watch this family's dachshund and speedy tortoise playing football together. Jaguar, the tortoise <gasps> named for his speed, loves to play soccer with the family's dachshund, which is usually an unfair fight. Babies. 41. Uh, watch this dog talk to his owner in English using a soundboard with dozens of spoken phrases. Bunny! It's Bunny! It's about Bunny. It is about Bunny. I know about this dog. (laughs) The dog that will rule the world. They're doing a study on Bunny, by the way. Incredible. There are lots and lots of cats doing this now. I'm kind of tempted to train Ella with buttons. The one that I, the first one that I saw was just, the the button down was just, fuck you. (laughs) I saw one that it was like anger, anger, anger. Uh, uh, after years of helping Crow family, man was left mind blown over their homemade gifts in return. These crows brought them their own arts and crafts projects. Please read that again. I was distracted by drinking water. 
After years of helping Crow family, man was left mind blown over their homemade gifts that given to him in return. They made him gifts? Yeah, they threaded. Crows are so smart. They they made like a fun little present out of bottle caps or bottle tabs, not bottle, can tabs and uh, pine trees, pine needles. Amazing. Australian woman finds a koala hanging out in her Christmas tree. I saw the TikToks about this. I hadn't heard about this. I saw a TikTok about this. Yeah, I'd heard about it. wandered into her home and snuggled up on the branches of her Christmas tree. The the absolute dream. Australia's crazy, also. Just, I could never live there. I'm so afraid of Australia. I'm just, it just scares me. Big ol' spiders in your shoes. I would not be able to live on the ground floor of anything. Um, number 44, uh, we have moved into people giving back, falling in love, being amazing. Number 44, Shaq repays fans kindness in Best Buy by offering to pay for the nicest laptop in the store. Oh, but what if that's not the laptop that the person wanted? Yeah. <laughs> I love, I like stories like that where they're like, I'll buy you this very expensive car. And it's like, but that's not the car I wanted. Can you just buy me this one? Listen, I put a lot of time and effort into researching the things in my budget. And now I need to do even more research into trying to figure out what what I can afford now that you have given me something. But it needs to have specific specs. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> number 45, woman who fostered 600 kids in 50 years took in anyone, regardless of age or medical condition. 600 kids. That's a lot of kids. Also, should be unnecessary. Yeah. Nobody oh. should need to foster 600 kids in 50 years. That's how many kids per year? That's about 100, give or take. More than 100. No. It's more th- more. Just over 10 kids per year. We did math bad. <laughs> yeah, we did math very bad. Just over 10 kids a Just year. Just over 10. But nobody should have to foster over 10 kids a year. Um, Just want to throw that out there. But good for this woman for doing uh, it. Yeah. If um, we ever have a... If, when we have our big farm. Yes. Are we going to have foster kids? I would love to, like, just let... Not... It, they don't have to be queer kids, but my first priority would be queer kids who got kicked out. Yeah. Who would yeah. have, like, a zillion queer parents just hanging out on yeah. this farm. Yeah. Um, number 46. Businessman needing a warehouse stumbles upon world's largest train set and refuses to tear it down. Me. Oh, my God. I fucking love trains. Sorry, I just had a moment. Uh, number 48. Love in the time of corona. NYC man is now dated, dating his neighbor after he creatively woos her in quarantine. Did you see these TikToks? Did you hear I, about these, Kat? No. So, okay, I watched this story unfold when it happened in, like, April or something. He... So she was on across the street in a building slightly lower than he was, mm-hmm. and he was on his, like, balcony one evening and saw her making a TikTok dancing on her roof and was like, hey, she's cute, 
He had a drone. He wrote his number on a piece of paper on the drone and flew it over to her and was like, hey, here's my number. And then she texted him back and then they had a Skype date, each of them on their respective roofs. And then he got a big, one of those big inflatable hamster balls. Yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the picture of the hamster ball. Yeah. Um, and I guess, I don't, I think I lost track of the story after, like, the hamster ball. I don't know what happened after that. I don't know if they're still dating. Um, but that's I hope so. Kind of, Otherwise, it would be weird for them to be on this list. Yeah, that's the kind of shit that, uh, that's the kind of shit that a rom-com will get made made about in about three years. Yeah. Two years. Less. I am not looking forward to the wave of pandemic rom-coms, but I am going to write. Watch them. Well, I was going to say, I'm going to write a bunch of shitty pandemic erotica and make money off of it. That's my new plan. Oh, boy, cat. Okay. <laughs> I support you. <laughs> I'm mostly kidding. I would support you no matter what. Um, number forty nine. I don't know what your I don't know what your skills are as an as an erotic writer, but I support you. Probably fair, bad, but like. But you don't need to be good. No, yeah, maybe I can win the um the bad <gasps> erotica award. Yeah. Uh, number 49, two surfers save a starving cold dog from sea cave after it had been missing for three months. Oh, baby. Zach Reagan and Maddie Johnson Wait, were camping. Hang on. I'm going to think about that and I'm gonna start crying. They found him and they brought him home. I know. That's why I'm going to start crying. Um, I'm sorry. Dog rescue videos and like dog rescue anything really fucks me up. Um, they were camping. They were out on a lake. Oh, no, they were on the ocean. Um, and they saw this remote island. Uh, this, like, little island. And they saw a dog in the cave. And they were like, there, there was a storm coming. And they made the decision to go investigate. And they found this dog. Um, uh, their rescue mission involved a wetsuit, a surfboard, a lasso, Almost being bitten in the face, a reef, big waves, and awesome teamwork. Uh, once Stella was safely in their boat, they snuggled her in a bag to keep her warm. Then, once on dry land in Canada, they began to search for her owner. Um, uh, Maddie says there were great vibes all around when the owners, long since consigned to the death of their dog, got word she was safe. The owners were amazed to see their pet again. They thought they'd lost their dog forever when they became separated in the wild Juan de Fuca trail three months prior. Uh, Johnson. No, I'm, I am crying. You can continue. Uh, That was pretty much the end of the article. Um, But, 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 but. Baby. Oh, <laughs> Okay, keep going. You ready for number 50? The last mm-hmm. one on the list? I'm having a moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Uh, when a black man was afraid to walk in his upscale neighborhood, 75 neighborhoods walked with him in solidarity. Fuck, that's really cool. That's amazing. And should also be unnecessary. Yeah. 
Um, and I think, can I just say something that I wish for 2021 is that we, as a society, continue to recognize movements like the Black Lives Matter movement and the importance of, um, social change, police reform, prison reform, um, not just police and prison reform, but in theory, just abolition entirely, um, and, yeah, I just hope things get even slightly better for marginalized people in 2021. Absolutely. Um, There's a cat on my computer. All right, Um, well, are you back? Yeah. (laughs) My cat stopped (laughs) my recording. I don't know at what point. A monster. I don't know what she's doing. Um, well, it has been a wild ride. Of a, 2020 has been a wild ride. There have been some... Nope. <laughs> so you're recording still, still going? Recording. There have been some highs and some lows. Um, but I think overall, if I can say one of my highs has been recording the podcast, doing this. Like, actually yeah. recording... I gotta say, this has been, this podcast has been, not to get too sappy, but this, (laughs) this podcast has been so good for me and my mental health and it has brought me so much joy because, like, I get to hang out with a friend and I get to hear about good things in the world, which is really nice and refreshing. Um, And I get to, like, have fun and share it with you guys and... It means so much that anybody listens to our show. So, yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Um and in 2021, I I just want to keep keep doing this. Yeah. And keep the good news going. I think if there's one thing I can say for sure in 2021, if there can be good news in 2020, there will still be good news in 2021. <laughs> Knocking Knock. on every wooden surface. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I don't have much more to say. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, I love you very much. I think and... it's sufficient to say that in 2020 and in the very beginning of 2021, you have heard the good news. Yeah. Um, I know we already did this, but like, can we recap some some of the the hits that you have heard the good news about? Um, Andy Bashir. Andy Bashir, um, our wonderful fat bears, as always. Thelonious Monk, the chipmunk. Thelonious Monk. Um, Big Guy pumpkins. Fieri. Guy Fieri, who continues Big... to be. Who continues phenomenal. to to be an to hold icon status. Hang on, I'm going to my. Um, uh, phenomenal funky dude. A phenomenal, wonderful funky dude. Um, um, let me see. Let me see. Oh, um, Whoa. let's see. Uh, My dog is barking. You can probably hear her. Oh, um, Japanese, buff Japanese sushi, sushi oh chefs. We talked about that. Pumpkins. Um, Goats. Oh, the man who split his $22 million jackpot with a friend. Um, oh, yeah. That article. 
Robert Pattinson, um, Fat Bears, Shrek, uh, Shrek, yes, sh- yes, Shrek. I'm getting noise from your side. I don't know if your mic is it's picking my, it up. No, it's my parents are walking around. Um, um, Elliot Page. <sighs> Elliot Page. He came out. And uh, Eddie Azard, she is using she, her pronouns. She's switching to girl mode. Yes. Oh, the hypersensitive profanity filters Ooh. at the paleontology conference. Uh, Blue Lick, the house at Blue Lick Road. Yes, yes. Um, um, let me see. Um, uh, yeah. The very, very old snowball fight. Oh, the best movie of 2020. The best film of 2020, the very, very old snowball fight that is not from 2020. Um, let's see, what else? Um, well, today you've heard the good news about goats. Yeah. And, and the new turtles. Yes. New turtles! And, yeah, and I don't know if it's good news, but aliens? Yeah, the Swedish, the Swedish Christmas goat survived 2020. Yeah. Um... um Someday, TBG. Maybe next week we'll talk about. Maybe next week I'll talk about the the Garden Gnome Liberation Liberationists. Yeah. I feel like that might be a good um, yeah. topic for next uh, we week. We are currently recording this in 2020, so yeah. from 2020, we are saying have a nice 2021. Uh, we hope you continue to listen to the good news, and we hope there's plenty of good news for you to find. Yeah. Um. I have been Sophia. I have been Kat or Dylan. And you've heard the good news. Uh, Talk to you next year. Well, not for you. For us, it's going to be next year. For you, it's going to be still going to be 2021. (laughs) Um, We love you. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye.